Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Week three underway in the NFL. This was the worst primetime game so far. Right? I mean, it's the worst one so far. And even still, like I, it was maybe in the third quarter, I'm looking, I'm going, what is it, 17-6? Because they missed that extra point. If they score here, it could be se- – it, it, it wasn't. But it was uh, – See, the game wasn't – it wasn't bad to me. Yeah, it wasn't. Well, see, maybe, it wasn't terrible. Maybe, can, can I tell you, you know, it, was bad, it was bad for my fantasy league in the second quarter when I lost yeah. CMC, when I lost right. Christian well, McCaffrey. I mean, I mean I, it, like, I'm starting to think about it again. You know, we talk about Tyra Taylor. I'm like, man, come on. Come on, Christian. Like, I just need <laughs> you to – Tyra Taylor. The only difference between Tyra Taylor and Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey ain't going to lose his job. Yeah. Tyra Taylor going to lose Facts his job. Facts on that. J.C. Yeah. Horn. I mean, Non-contact injury. That was nuts. Yes. Well, he just was backpedaling. It happens, I guess. I mean, it's something probably – he probably had a something slightly wrong with his foot. Had to be, right? I'm what not, else could I it mean, be? I mean, I guess. I've never had a freak accident like that where – Never heard of someone just backpedaling. He wasn't even yeah. going fast or anything no, no, and just no. broke the foot? Yeah. If you go back – and Evan would know this. You go back to 1996 and Neil O'Donnell was warming mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. It popped his Achilles. Yeah, popped, but the, it, uh, popped his, uh, popped his uh, calf. All he was doing was. But that. But we're talking he was about just warming up. Yeah, but we're talking about muscle attachments no, and stuff O'Donnell. like that, right? This is a. There are bones in the feet. How do the how does the how do the bones just break from turn, going back? Turn the wrong way, I guess. I guess. Mm, I don't know. But can I tell you a random thing? This morning, waking up, <laughs> I get a text from Evan. Two fifty-seven a.m. This is where you you already know what kind of energy Evan was on last night. We were texting throughout the course of the game. Evan says first three starts without Adam Gase, Ryan Tannehill, two on one. 70% completion percentage, 836 pass yards. Sam Darnold, 3 and 0, 68 uh, completion percentage, 888 pass yards. You know what you know that what means? Is. Giants about to hire him as OC. When <laughs> they get rid of Garrett, they'll hire it, him as it's, OC. Uh, this is my nightmare. The thing this is, this is my nightmare. So soon as Sam was three of five for 70 yards or something like that. So I, you know me, I'll take a picture of the statistics, <laughs> circle it. Sent it to Evan. It was the beginning, first drive they score. Said that was your guy. That was your key, guy. Would it have? Well, he could have had two turnovers last night. Keyshawn, too, Jay, Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. But if Sam Darnold, Darnold was still Evan's guy, meaning on the Jets, would he have done what he did last night on that with that organization? Beckton gone already. Yeah, I think he could have. I think he could have. Because here's here's the uh, the twist in that particular question is that they take that two and they move it and get some get second pick and they move it and get some players that are young, but they also go out in free agency because the plan would be to build now around the quarterback so we could be competitive opposed to drafting a young quarterback and not being competitive and beating him to beating him up so bad by the time you could become competitive, everybody's job is on the line, and then what? The answer is no, Key. No. The answer is no. He could not have been with the Jets because this is not just about Sam Darnold. This is, as I watched the Panthers last night, this is about Matt Rule, who the Jets had in their building, wanted (laughs) him to be the head coach, but 
they wanted to pick his offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, so Matt Rule went back to Baylor. This is about Robbie Anderson, who the Jets had, and Joe Douglas has admitted his biggest regret as Jets GM was letting Robbie Anderson walk and go to the Panthers. I told you. This is about Christian McCaffrey, who the Jets passed on in the draft. Now, they drafted Jamal Adams, but he's not even on the team anymore. So, no, this would not have worked with Sam Donald and the Jets because the Jets are miserable. They're a terribly run organization. There are four people I watch on the Panthers. I'm miserable after a Thursday night game about the Jets. They didn't even play. This is, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen in the, rest of the, in the rest of the country, throughout the rest of the United States of America, <sighs> in case you've never met one, this is a Jets fan. This is how they all sound. This is their life. It's not, it is not a pleasant existence most of the time. Perpetual misery. Yeah. I, I feel horrible for but him. But I'm happy for Sam, Sam right? Yeah. He landed in the perfect position, the right spot, gets an opportunity to start to display and show his talents a- across the NFL. And people see it. This is why he was selected where he was selected. This is why a lot of people that thought that he should have been the number one overall pick at the time that he came out. Um, he's just, you know, you, you go to a perfect landing spot and you get – the Christian McCaffrey's, the Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore's, the defense, the competent coaches, you are now going to be successful. If you stay in New York or go to a team that does not have those things, you will not be successful, and people will look at you and say, oh, he can't play. You go to a Tim Couch or you go to a David Carr or just any of those quarterbacks of people that you think got drafted way high up and way flamed out. Way too high yep. and flamed out. Look at their circumstances and the situation that they're putting in. It's- you have to have – players around you you just do but key it also helps when you have number one defense in the nfl i mean that defense was off the charts last night and granted it was against the texans but it just seems like davis mills was under pressure after by the every way he snap. didn't look so bad to me he didn't look bad davis mills like it's his first start in the nfl rookie against a good defense he didn't look that bad to me again jay like i said you gotta have people around yeah. you yeah defense yes they the defense is fast and aggressive and they attack and they go get it there's no question about it but you got to have something around. You cannot take these quarterbacks or players in general and drop them in somewhere and be like, okay, do the same thing. No. Key, do your – like, this is interesting to me because, as I said, two different things can happen – two similar things can happen on different teams. But on one of the teams, it's part of a plan. That's a well-run team. On the other team, it just kind of happens. It doesn't add up to anything. Can you take people through once more – the, the first year what you expect, the second year what you expect, et cetera. Well, your first year, in, in general, when you're a high pick like that, I'm not expecting you – I'm just – we're expecting you just to contribute any way you can, whether it's going to get donuts, whatever, just chicken, whatever you need to do. Don't panic year one yeah. when your quarterback yeah. is not balling. And yeah. year two, you want to just have a guy start to learn how to do things a certain way to a point where you start to see a crack in the window, and then you get your third year, that's now all of a sudden you move into another level where you are going to be pushing that Pro Bowl, even if you don't make it, Question. but you're pushing you right there. And then that fourth year, you're over the top. Because by the time you get to your fourth year, I've internally got to make a decision on who you are. I don't have time to wait to year five and six and, and seven And the reason I ask is because I wanted you to go through that is because – when you mentioned, see, if Darnold would have stayed, this is what the Jets would have done. So if you follow that plan, because at least whether or not you agree with what you just heard from Key, that's the plan. Key, that is a plan. A plan is better than no plan, and that's been a time-tested plan. 
So in other words, by year four, now it's incumbent upon the organization to sign those veterans, yeah. to bring them in, to put you in a position to win, and then you if find you out what you are got. not. If you are not already on a veteran team, now if you are already on a veteran team, a la Mark Sanchez, Russell Wilson, right, you start to develop him along the same path. By the time he get to that fourth year, Mark Sanchez, you better hire competent offensive coordinators to put him in the right position with some offensive players. Same thing with Russell Wilson. By the time Russell Wilson got to his fourth year, their offense started to roll. Sam Darnold's stock continues to roll or rise after another strong performance in week three. And we're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at Key J and Max, which quarterback will see their stock rise the most in week three? It was Derek Carr in week two. Who will it be in week three? Be part of KGM Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. Or call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Who's Real quick, who's, who's, who's your pick? Who's my pick for what? Who's you your, gotta, you got, that's a tease. Who's, you got to wait to find you, out. You, well, okay, talking? well, there's the tease. What happened? Who's your pick for? I'm going Teddy Bridgewater. That's well, my pick. Well, he said. What, he, what quarterback is going to. Make his way. I understand, but you, no, he, we're gonna, you said we're gonna it's a get tease, into that. and he wants to answer now. Which one we're, is it? I'm going to hold it back. That. I don't want to answer. We will get into that coming up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l e c t r i c ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This is Tom really setting the stage for him to go in there and try and destroy the New England Patriots to show them that you could have had this. But this guy was so arrogant, his ego so big, that he couldn't coexist and give me my due. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Tom Brady does not return to New England and still, till next week, and still the story of this week is Brady versus Belichick somehow, right? Like, we're already... We're you're skipping we're past already, the Rams, right? We're already like, looking uh, for it. You're skipping um, past the Rams, and you're skipping past the Saints well, as far as New England goes. No doubt. By the way, those are... I think the Saints in New England is a huge game for Belichick. That's the type of game that the Patriots always win. One in one season, Saints coming off... You win that game if you're Belichick. Do you still? That's mm-hmm. a big question. And then I agree with you, too, about the Rams. I think I'm leaning towards taking the Rams in that game. I, I think... 
Those are, but somehow this Brady returning to New England is such a big story in spite of those you games. You need two weeks to get it in. You need two <laughs> weeks to get it in. That's right. It's like the Super Bowl. They give you two weeks. Um, this is what is Tom Brady. By the way, by the way huh? for the Bucks Rams, the line was like one and a half yesterday. It's minus one now for Tampa Bay. So what does that mean? That means that Vegas is actually starting to think that the Rams have a legit chance to. Or betters, or, betters yeah. are starting to bet the line down. Yeah. yeah. Put more words, money on who? On the Rams. On the They're Rams saying, oh, side. this is a good value, mm-hmm. and they start to bet it to the it Rams. It is a good value. Yeah. I picked it. Okay. So listen, Tom Brady's personal assistant, <laughs> Alex Guerrero, everyone knows TB12 and all that stuff, right, told the Boston Herald, and I quote, it was like Bill never really, I think his emotions or feelings never evolved with age. As Tom got into his late 30s or early 40s, I think Bill was still trying to treat him like that 20-year-old kid that he drafted. And all the players, I think, realized Tom was different. He's older, so he should be treated differently. And all the players, none of them would have cared that he was treated differently. I think that was such a Bill thing. He never evolved. So you can't treat someone who's in his 40s like they're 20. It doesn't work. Here's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless from Tom Brady himself in response. Everyone has, you know, protective feelings and emotions as friends and family members, and that's just part of um, being in sports. And you have a lot of people who, they're not out there, they, they want to protect. And it's a very uh, caring, loving thing that a lot of people do. But, you know, from my standpoint, I just, I had a great time. But really, my focus has been on trying to be the best I could be for this team and trying to go out and be a winning quarterback, be a championship-level quarterback for this team and this organization because they certainly deserve it. And, you know, I made a commitment to them, and I want to live up to it. Absolutely. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. But was that Straight Talk? (laughs) That talk was was a little crooked, a little bent. That was page four out of the Tom Brady leadership book. I would would say his his trainer, Alex Caruso, um, Alex Caruso. Alex Guerrero. Uh, Alex Guerrero. Guerrero. Yeah. Alex Syllables. Because you think about your Lakers. Caruso. Yeah, you think about your Guerrero, Lakers, you know? You know? I'm, yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> Alex. <too. Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> hoops. Uh, Alex Guerrero, his trainer, is speaking how Tom felt. Even if Tom gave him the floor to speak on his behalf or whatever the case is, and I, I clearly understand where Brady would be coming from on feeling a certain way. I just – it's hard for me to believe – after 20 years, Tom Brady didn't get any wiggle room at all in New England. Any. Did he get as much as he wanted? Probably not. But you can't tell me in 20 years that Tom Brady didn't get any wiggle room. So you're not – what you're. it seems to me let, me – let me see what if I'm getting this straight. It, what, what Guerrero is saying may be an accurate reflection, and I think it's an accurate reflection of how yes. Tom Brady feels, yes. right? But – as far as like there are feelings, someone perceives a situation, then there's the reality of the situation. And you're saying he may have felt that way, and maybe Belichick could have done more, but it's hard for you to believe that Belichick didn't evolve at least in that direction a bit. Right? A bit like is, it's hard to believe. What, like, that. what do you like what do you want? Like you, you know what I'm saying? Because he didn't go into specifics. He just said treat it like he's 20 years old. What what was it? Hey, come on time. Make sure you're lifting weights. Like, what are we talking about I think there's here? A, Jay, some well, Jay, I think there's yeah, well, a certain tone. Like, if you if you enter a relationship with someone, like an older person, right, any kind of mentor type, whatever it is, 
it's at a certain point, sometimes it, there comes to a point, and this can happen with a parent or an older sibling or whatever, where you're like, hold up, I'm a man now, you know? Or I'm in a different phase of life now. You're still talking to me like it was in the beginning, but it's not the beginning anymore. Well, obviously, I mean, Tom expressed his frustrations about that for, what, 18 months? I mean, he kind of talked about it, right? Um, it, it, it is interesting on Alex Guerrero, though, because there's a lot of history there. I mean, Bill Belichick banned him from the team playing. Mm. Like, actually didn't give him credentials to be on the sideline anymore. So it, it seems like there was a lot of – there was a rift there between – you know, and, and also he was not only his trainer, he was his business partner and a couple of different things too. So, I, you know, that relationship seems like it's, it was a little bit tethered to and a there degree. was – let's not forget the reporting at least was that players on the team, when they had an issue or they wanted to – were going to TB12, yeah, right, yes. Keith? Yeah, they were going to TB12 to get looked at, checked out, worked out, whatever the case is, instead of – using the advice of the actual physical trainers that are in the uh, uh, part of the New England Patriots. But it's just, I want to know what is it that TB12 was looking for? Like, when you say he was treating him like what? Because there's only so much treatment you could do to a professional athlete as a coach. You, You know, hey, you can't go home and we're on a road trip. We want you to fly back with us. We're not giving you an extra room. You don't have this time. Like, what was it yeah. Maybe that made him the feel la- that the way? The lack of avocados, probably, you know? You go to <laughs> Guerrero was bringing the avocados. But, and but Wait, Key, I mean, I mean, you've been with Bill. I think we saw, we, we saw Bill Belichick really adjust and adapt, right, this past offseason with all the free agent acquisitions that he made. Well, Has he had he, to. Yeah, well, he had <laughs> to. He was forced to. Well, that's, that's a great point by you. Has he always adapted? Or has it kind of been, hey, this is the way it is when you're part of my team. This is what our winning formula is, and we're not changing it for anybody. I, I don't – as far as his concept of the way they go about winning, it's pretty much all been the same. But from a personal standpoint, I mean, he is who he is, right? I don't think – I don't think he's going to change to the degree that people probably would want him to. When you are 40 years old, Max, or not even 40, when you are a veteran player in the league, the, through my experience as being coached by four different head coaches or five different head coaches in my tenure, every single head coach treated players differently. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells, I had him when I was young, had him when I was older. He treated me even when I was younger the same as, a, as when I was older. When I had Tony Dungy, he treated me different then he treated some of the other players because he knew, okay, I got a key needs. This is what he needs. More than one way to get it done because he's a great head coach. He, he need key wants to go home on a Monday and fly back on a Wednesday. Not a problem. So it's all different. Where Gruden said, no, nah, he has to stay and work out with everybody. Totally different. Mm. Then How did that just, work out? <laughs> right. Well, I mean, in the end, you do measure the results. That's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. We're going to ask Rob Ninkovich about this when he joins us at 7.30. It's, you know, not a little over an hour from now. We'll talk to Nick about it. He has experience, obviously, with Belichick and Brady. Plus the Heisman Trophy winner Desmond Howard at 8.30, brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream. Barbasol comes out thick and rich, doesn't break down. That's why Barbasol is America's number one shaving cream. Close shave, America. Close shave, Barbasol. Week three in the NFL is filled with young quarterbacks going head-to-head, including an NFL debut. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Andy is uh, is still battling through his his injury. Justin's going to be our starter. I think I had a good idea that I was I possibly start, so I wasn't really surprised by it. But um, you know, I was just trying to get prepared for Sunday. Prep starts. Uh, it starts right now. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max brought to you by Nat Geo. Download the Overheard podcast for curiously delightful conversations overheard around National Geographic's headquarters. Presented by the City Advantage Platinum Select Card, the card built for your next adventure. Week three in the NFL is here. We saw Davis Mills make his first NFL start last night for Houston. He's not the only one making his first start as Justin Fields will start for the Bears against the Browns. Guys, which game are you most looking forward to this weekend? Most looking forward to this weekend. I mean, I'll start if you want, or Key, Jay, if you, if you want to jump in. Who wants to start this? Go ahead. Go ahead, man. I will tell you, Chiefs, Chargers. And the reason I'm going to tell you that is this. Justin Herbert started his career last year playing almost even with some great quarterbacks, including Mahomes. Came up a little bit short on a bad team, no offensive line, the whole thing. Herbert's been slightly unlucky so far this year. And the Chiefs, it's not like Mahomes has never lost back-to-back games before. They did it in 2019, 2018. I think that's a much closer – I think the Chargers key are a liver underdog than people realize here. And, I'm, I, and, and I think it's a matchup of two of the most talented quarterbacks along with Aaron Rodgers in the world. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good game, Chief Chargers. I would – I would. I just got to go with the Rams and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Um, that game mm-hmm. is – that. that that one there is going to be something electrifying, I think. Um, it looks like the best game on the slate. If you, if you think about two years ago, Evan, if, you, if, if my mind serves me correctly, that Tampa Bay Rams game was in the high 50s with Jameis Winston through like 1,700 million yards and touchdowns. Although the Bucks lost in the end out in L.A., it's always been electrifying. You go back to last year's game with the Rams and the Buccaneers in Tampa – where the Rams got the best of the Buccaneers. And now you got this team going out there fully strapped, except without uh, possibly A.B., but they got so many other weapons at Tom Brady's disposal when really the secondary of the Rams got one guy in five in Jalen Ramsey. So everything else that you got on defense is there. I got Aaron Donald. I got Jalen Ramsey. I put him over to the side in the corner somewhere. You go figure out what you need to do. Then I got about three other receivers that I got to account for. Do I have enough in that secondary to account for those three, four other weapons that Tom Brady has? That's why this game is going to be intriguing to me. 
See, I'm going with the underrated game here. I'm going with the Sunday night game, Key, because this is the game of Monday morning quarterback headlines. Because think about all the narratives around this. You got Aaron Rodgers going to play against Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers, right? The team that potentially he could have played for this offseason when they made the call. Hey, is he actually available? You got, will Aaron Rodgers throw a dud? And if he throws a dud, will we come back Monday morning and start talking about, here's the offseason again, didn't take it seriously. You know, what's you know on the max? Is it to the max? You know, are they at 0, 50, or 100? And then if Jimmy G doesn't get it done, Trey at Lance home, is Trey Lance, that conversation, that chatter starts. I think there's a lot swirling around that game in San Fran. I think that's a good pick. I think Rams-Bucks is the best game on the slate. Like, that's the one you think, I think, will be played at the highest level. Um, but I want to get to the Chargers. And, but see, and these two teams, the, 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 the Buccaneers and the Rams, could be a preview of the NFC Championship mm-hmm. game. Oh, yeah. I Easy. don't know that the Chargers and the Chiefs will be a preview that, that's of the what, NFC Championship I, it, game, right? It, it's not going to be most likely, right, of the AFC. I think your pick is the best game. But what intrigues me about the Chargers and Chiefs is like Justin Herbert as a rookie did things where people are like, that reminds me of Dan Marino. That reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. So the, the, the point is, come Monday, are we going to be talking about Justin Herbert the way we were talking about Lamar Jackson after he beat Patrick Mahomes? Yes. The, we will be talking yes. about him that way. If, if Justin Herbert beats Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City Chiefs, we will be having a conversation on Monday, or better yet, conversations throughout the day on Sunday, about Justin Herbert leading into Monday. All, all next week will be Justin Herbert's week. What if they lose, but it's a shootout, and Justin, they both fantastic. Like, yeah. Not the same. Not the same. You don't get the same yeast as you would get if he beats a team. See? Because we already see that he plays well, but now what's next on your list? It's amazing. Your hit list is the W. If you get the W on your hit list, now we can start taking you to the next several steps. Wait. But if you lose, Max, the only thing we're going to talk about is a Patrick Mahomes, oh, my God, what a throw. This is why veteran NFL players have a kind of cynical view, I think, toward the media when we start hyping up someone like Zach Wilson or downing someone like Sam Darnold because – it is a team game. The easiest thing for fans and media to do is talk about head coach quarterback. And, Jay, obviously there's a high correlation between the performance of the head coach and the quarterback and the team. Well, I was but, gonna say, you, but there's more to it than that. Did you see that? Did you see the stat that was just up there? His QBR is 43? Who? I mean, Justin Herbert. Yeah. But uh, he's, so, he's, he had a couple – he had a, he had – one called back. He had. He's had. He's had a little bad I, luck. I understand. <clears throat> Me too. I, I guess we picks. I, I want to ask you. The, you this key. You know, and I didn't get a chance to obviously go through my <laughs> second year in the league, but it definitely happened to me my rookie year as a college player. When you go through that first year, people don't know about your tendencies. People don't know about your gifts. And if you explode, people are. They feel like they're. Their back is against the wall, and how they have to prepare for you because there's not a large body of work. Are you starting to see a little bit with Justin Herbert? Maybe I know it's a small sample size in two games. Are you starting to see that people are starting to understand a little bit more his strengths and his weaknesses? And how do you think he's going to – do you think he'll hit what he hit last year, this year, or will he have a sophomore slump to a degree? A slight drop-off. Because last year we were talking about him as a top-six quarterback under in the league. Are we going to be talking about him as a top-six quarterback <laughs> at, when this year is done, year I, two? I think so. I think you will – look, look, 
He threw three picks in two games. Okay. They've got to get a hold of that because mm-hmm. that can get out of control. A lot of times when you've had success early on, you don't really understand the success that you have, so you think you could duplicate that again just like that, that easy. They'll fix whatever they need to fix, but even against the Cowboys, some of the stuff, the arm strength, the talent, the being able to throw big boy throws from one hash all the way across the field on a tight rope, that's ridiculous. That is just flat-out ridiculous. He's got to get control of the turnovers. Two, Three interceptions in two games, you don't want to see that, but I think – he will continue to head down the right road. If you look at him against the Cowboys, he made a handful of mistakes. But, God, some of those throws. I, I just you, – you can't tell me the Miami Dolphins are not kicking themselves. You just can't. Mm. There's no possible way you can't tell me that they're not kicking themselves and they look at that dude throwing that football. Or the Washington football team. There's no doubt. He's differently talented. But, Key, I want to get back to something that you alluded to. <clears throat> Um, you know, you mentioned if Herbert wins, right, then we'll be talking about him. But you also bristle at the idea that, like, it's all about the court. Like, it's a team game. Do the quarterbacks are putting big... Do you think there is something to actually coming out with the win if you're Herbert? Does, or, or, or if he just plays well, but the defense... Do you think of him the same way? You know, you know what, yeah, you understand I, what I'm saying? He doesn't have to match statistic for statistic with Patrick Mahomes. If they win the game and Justin Herbert is 18 to 27 for 208 in a touchdown and a pick, okay, that's fine. He what if Herbert puts up great numbers, but they lose in a tough game tomorrow? I don't matter. He looks good. I've seen him do that already. I need to see him get the W. Oh, so uh, sorry. You're on the opposite him. side of I this. Need than I need to see him get the w. just because he throws for 500 yards. You're going to say to yourself, wow, that's amazing. He threw for 500 yards. But I've seen him play that way before. I need to see him attach the W to his name against the Chiefs like Lamar Jackson did. How do you square that with your analysis of teams where you'll yell at people, you'll get, like, uh, cranky about, like, <laughs> about – you'll get cranky about, well, listen, this quarterback's in this situation. This quarterback's in – because you're focused on also the way the rest of the team performs. It's not just the quarterback. How do you square that with saying – even if he plays well, it's different to me if he gets the W. How do you square those two because things? Because the W, people want to see them beat the Chiefs as a team. He can beat the Chiefs individually. He's been beating everybody individually with statistics. The statistics don't add up to the W. He has to lead if you, them. If you get a W out of this thing, that's all that matters. Because if we lose, guess what? We're behind the eight ball now. If you throw for two yards and you win – that's all that matters is the W. Kosicki, in order for him to do that, he has to be more efficient in the red zone. I mean, last year he threw one pick in the red zone the whole season. Last year, right? Mm-hmm. This year he's already thrown two picks and a fumble. Like, mm-hmm. So he hasn't been as efficient in the red zone. That's where he – look, he might get the yardage, but you have to finish the deal. That's nuts because he was under pressure all the time last year. This year he's protected better. Yeah, but, you know, he made – again, you make those throws. When you, when you have the type of arm strength, talent, ability to see the field – I don't think y'all understand when he's throwing the ball, how that ball is traveling and how it's traveling. I mean, he's literally on a frozen rope throwing 40-yard lasers. Mm. Usually you get some of this, and he's just 40-yard lasers. And when you have done that in the past, you think, okay, I can just do it all the time, and it catches up to you. I'm I'm going to fit it in because last year I was fitting it in. And that goes to speak to some of the what you said earlier, Jay. 
Have they got a book on him? Do they understand him? It's not that they understand him and a book on him. That slight hesitation from last year to this year is what costs you those interceptions. When you are a puppy with milk in your mouth coming from Oregon to the pros, you're just doing it. You, you're not even paying attention. Like, boom, 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 boom. You're just doing it, and everybody is marveled at you, and they're like, wow, he's really – but now all of a sudden, they, you know, you think you can make that same throw, and just that little bit of hesitation is what gets you caught in throwing those interceptions. Mm. The Chargers are hoping Justin Herbert can get in the zone. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We're asking on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed which quarterback will see their stock rise most in week three. And, Key, you think it'll be Justin Herbert? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny how I just talked about him for the last ten minutes. What a great transition. Jay, who, by the way, I, I hear you. Jay, who's your pick? I'm going with Teddy Bridgewater. I, yeah. I, I, I think it's um, – Look, we, we talked about him having an opportunity to own a team. And you, you look at what Pat Shermer's been doing, which really bothers me as a Giants fan considering he was our coach. And just the, the, the way the offense is just kind of dinking and dunking and how they're moving, how they're relying upon their defense. Granted, it's the whole package. But, you know, look, it feels like – it doesn't feel like the Broncos were a laughing stock last year. We were talking about so many field goal situations, games that they were in. Vic Fangio was in the hot seat, and, and now we're talking about a team that's 2-0, has a chance to come in week three, and Teddy Bridgewater has a chance to put the league on notice about this is who I am, and this is the kind of team I roll with. I think, I try to explain to Key Man, now for weeks. I, mean, you don't like I try to Teddy explain to Keyshawn Johnson for weeks now, Jay. Try to explain to him, it's the situation the quarterback is in, Key. You can't just throw out the baby with the bath. Seriously, along those lines, oh, I think Daniel Jones is the guy whose stock is going to rise most. He's playing the Falcons' defense. And I got to tell you, he's looked good this year, I think. I think Danny Dives has been throwing some dives this year. Hey, you see how – this is how messed up we are as the Giants fans. Week one, Max and I were losing yeah. our mind. Yeah. Losing our mind. Him. But that's why I can't now listen to Now it's week two. He's looked pretty good this year. He has. But I told Max <laughs> before week one, hey, man, the dude's fine. He looks okay. Ah, he fumbles too much. Yeah. He does. Just, just let it – Sauce a little bit, man. He does well Just sometimes, but but sometimes when you let it sauce, sauce is no good. You wait three, four, five years, sauce didn't pan out. This sauce has a chance to pan out, but you can tell if you're burning the sauce or not. You can see it. And Let's it's add. just simmering nice and easy mm -hmm. and let Gettleman finish the deal at the end oh, of the year. Gettleman, I have a lot of confidence in Gettleman. You gotta let, he's uh, you gotta just wait and see. I, I understand that. What I'm seeing <laughs> I'm not waiting. loving. Speaking of sauce, let's add uh, let's add an ingredient to the sauce. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over seven hundred dollars on average call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Before we get to hot news or not news with Dan Graziano. Which quarterback do you think stock is going to rise, Dan? We just were kicking this around. Who said Bridgewater? Bridgewater. I did. That was my pick out of those three. Yes. You know, and here's why. Herbert was offensive rookie of the year. Like, that's pretty high already stock. And Daniel Jones could play a great game. But if he turns it over even one time. Yeah, there it goes. This yeah. week, five years from now, ten years from now, everybody's going to say the same thing. Oh, here's Daniel Jones again turning the ball over. So I think his stock is kind of stuck there for a little bit. Bridgewater looks like he's set up against a – uh, probably a permissive Jets defense. Yeah, I, I, Br Bridgewater, certainly, I laid 50 bucks down on that game. Is that right? Yeah, just so that you know that the Jets will not uh, cover, or better yet, the Broncos will cover. But the reason I picked Justin Herbert is because I believe they're going to beat Kansas City. Hmm. And you know how that goes. Hey, he just beat Patrick Mahomes. He threw yeah. for 300 yards. His stock just elevates. Everybody's yeah, like, no, he's I, the next Patrick I Mahomes. Got the same feeling.
I, I got the same. It. I'm with you on the Rams and I'm with you on the Chargers. I'm looking at both those games like, mm. oh, there's a good chance here. That's mm. the only reason why. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And Bridgewater is a guy, we talk about brand versus reality. Bridgewater is a guy where he, got, he was going to be a franchise quarterback. Bring it, they were bringing him along slowly. Not a real dynamic player, but game manager, big on third down type guy. Then he gets hurt and he loses that brand. So now he's a journeyman starting quarterback yeah but that's just in a parallel universe he's the Vikings franchise quarterback right didn't do much in Carolina last year right I mean that was that was obviously they didn't have McCaffrey most of the year but what is, <laughs> what's going on here in Denver is is impressive look I mean they put him in a competition right they didn't bring mm-hmm. him in and say you're the guy he had to win it so you know it may be that he worked on his game at a, at a different level this offseason too see but that to me what Dan said I get it, but to me, when I look at Carolina, Dan also mentioned no Christian McCaffrey. So I can't fully evaluate my quarterback yeah. based on not having the main ingredients. The food is not going to taste well when, when you, you leave are, out a certain are ingredients. You, are you hungry? No, I'm just can saying. We can get you yeah, he, has, he doesn't think about eat in the morning. <laughs> he claims he's not hungry, and then every metaphor is food. It's sauce but then it's think food about it, though, yeah. too, Dan. When he was in New Orleans and he had all the ingredients, yeah. dude was like 5-0. and oh. Yeah. So it's like it just – and now he goes to Denver, and it seems like he's rolling. But he's not doing – I mean, he's doing different stuff than he did in New Orleans. I mean, when he was in New Orleans, it was it was very careful. It was very yes. narrow and lean on the deep. I mean, he's airing it out in Denver. So but I guess my whole – I guess what I'm back down to is all he does is win. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the only thing I'm Pan- like – Last year notwithstanding – if you take out his rookie season, he was winning twice as much as he was losing, no matter where he was. He's yeah, a good player. Hot news or not news time. He mentioned Christian McCaffrey, uh, his hamstring injury on Thursday Night Football, Dan. Hot news or not news? I mean, scorching hot news. I mean, this is one of the very best players in the league, one of the most important players in the league to his team. And if he has to miss time, then this, this feel-good story about Carolina starting the, the season as a surprise contender, it's off the table. I mean, they're not going to be able to operate their offense at the level they want to uh, without him. We saw that last year. And, I mean, Darnold looks good. The receivers look good. But I don't think if you go down from McCaffrey to Chuba Hubbard for mm. whatever it's going to be, a week, a month, whatever, um, that you're going to be able to do the same stuff. Yeah, very, that, very hot news. That is, is, he said it's scorching hot news. You think about losing Kristen McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard was a good back at uh, uh, Oklahoma State, but he's mm-hmm. nowhere near as threatening. He may be able to do some of the same things because clearly – he fits the mold and the principles of what they want to do, both in the run game as far as in the pass game as well, but he's still young. The talent's not pitched it. as high. It's not pitched as high. He may be able to give you some of that production. But in the end, I guess I would ask you this, Dan, more so than anything. When are we going to start hearing that this is why you don't pay running backs again? Oh, well, You're getting yeah, ready to start hearing that. that. He is affecting the running backs kid pay because he stays hurt too damn much. By the way, much. Todd Gurley, how'd yeah. that work out? Uh, uh, Zeke, how'd that work out? So, so, so. Uh, Saquon's yeah. sitting there going, damn. I'm I know, that's what I'm yeah. sitting there. I'm like, damn, uh, he hurt that Jay, money. hot news or not news? It's hot news. Okay. Dan, J.C. Horn's broken well, foot sir. on Thank Thursday you. night football, backpedaling, non-contact injury. Hot news or not news? Keep it it's moving. hot news. I mean, they were. he was playing a role for them and, and a good one. He had been a, a strong performer for them early in the season. Obviously, he's a rookie. You, you, you don't necessarily want to count on rookies on defense. But this is a position where everyone in the league is more or less thin. Everyone's looking for help all the time, and he was a, he was a key element for them. It, it, it was a, they won, but it wasn't a great night for Carolina. Hey, key, I'll go hot news real quick. I, whenever I see somebody backpedaling or just running and they just fall and they're looking around like something pop, I'm like, I, I just – 
my heart dropped. Achilles, you're thinking, oh, right? I go, I go yeah. automatically there. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was his foot, though. And, yeah, and it was a broken foot. Broken yeah. foot. Yeah. Broken so it, it is hot news. They certainly can't continue to keep missing key components to either side of the ball, especially when they're in this type of playoff. It seems to be mixed that they can make some noise in the NFC. So we'll see. Hot news. This is such a big injury. Like, yeah. there was questions. Is he the best in the draft at his position? Yeah. Like, people were wondering. And just like that broken foot? No contact? That's nuts. Real quick, Alex Guerrero saying Bill Belichick never evolved in the way he treated Tom Brady. Hot news or not news, we have 30 seconds. I'm sorry. It's not news. We all knew this about Brady, right? We knew that he didn't feel appreciated there. This is just a victory lap from all the Brady's people, right? You'll hear from his dad, all this kind of stuff. They won. Belichick didn't, so they get to crow about it, and that's what we Not news. We just make it in news two weeks before they play each other. Yeah. Not news. I wonder how you would have made Tom Brady happy. What, do you have to give him everything? Hot news! This is, a, this is guy close to the source! Dan Graziano giving the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Odell Beckham Jr. Will he be back for the Browns week three? Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.